This is the Fly the W670 podcast. It is season two. It's episode 76, Jed Hoyer's 2023 Cubs autopsy. Crowley, don't forget, we want people to listen, download, review, and subscribe to the Fly the W podcast. Congrats go out to Pete Crow Armstrong. PCA was named the 2023 winner of the Minor League Defensive Player of the Year Award. I cannot wait until he gets to start with the team and the corner outfielders get used to him. He is so fast. I think it's going to take some adjustment for Ian Saya. I think there was a play that in, in Colorado where Ian dropped the ball, but I think he might have been distracted because because PCA came like a bolt of lightning behind him. I don't even think he knew how fast he was. So, uh, uh, you know, Nico Horner was talking hold on to – Hold on, hold on. We, we're moving too quick here, Crowley. Hold on. Okay, go ahead. No, no. I need, I need, we got to talk a little bit about PCA here. Yes, sir. Uh, are, you, are you ready – are you ready – for PCA to be every day in 2024. Um, when we when we when we listen to Jed's comments, I think he had a really really good outlook on that. And 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 the other person I was just going to bring this up is um, Parkinson Spiegel, the afternoon show. They had Nico Horner out at Wrigley. Uh, you know, they were right around near the end of the season. They have him on the show. And the one thing that Nico said, if you're very worried about um, PCA's offensive performance. Keep in mind that this is a kid that came in late in games. So when you come in late, especially into closed games, what are you facing? You're facing the best pitchers. You don't get to see a guy two, three, four times. You get to see a guy once. And that is difficult, Dustin. And that's why when you look at bullpens these days, that's why teams don't want guys going through the road, the order three or four times. The more you see a guy, the more you're going to pick up on what he throws. So if you're going to sit there and you can get through six and you have a you know seven, eight, nine locked down, different guys, that's difficult. So when PCA comes in, he faces one guy that's you know designed to get people out, and then he has to face another guy that's designed to get people out. I don't think you saw the best of PCA offensively. And what Nico said is, go take a look at, at a lot of guys' numbers against, you know, in the eighth inning, against ninth inning, against some of these closers, some of these setup men. There, you're going to see a lot of guys that have 0 for numbers, 0 for 10, 0 for 9, those type of things. So I, I this is what you can't do, Dustin, is you can't have a bunch of guys struggling and have PCA in the lineup. The goal ideally is to have a strong one through seven in your lineup and that be able, you know, and not have to rely on PCA for offense. Whatever he gives you is a bonus. Right. And he gets right. to learn on the job. So don't take, you know, he got thrown in the middle of a pennant chase, you know, had to face some really, really good teams in Atlanta and Milwaukee, um, and, and, you know, and, and Arizona and those type of teams that, that are, are postseason teams. It's not a really good measuring stick. And, and again, uh, Jed's going to have some really good things to say about PCA that I want everyone to listen to. And nice hopefully... tease, Crowley. Nice tease. I know, I know what he said, but nice tease. All right, let's move <laughs> on to Nico. Let's go back to Parkinson Spiegel talking to Nico Warren. No, but that, that's what he was saying is that, you know, how difficult it is to, you know, go against those eighth, ninth guys. You know, it's just really right. hard. Right. And so, you know, um, speaking of Spiegel, though, you know that he has his morning show on Sunday. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and on his morning show, who comes on, but our buddy, Bruce Levine, uh, Odyssey baseball insider. He's on Mully and Haw. He's on everywhere on the score. And this is what Bruce Levine had to say. The situation is the, the, the mumbling out there is that the Cubs are going to do everything they can to trade for Pete Alonzo from the Mets. Uh, Alonzo in the last year of a contract, 
obviously 46 home runs, 100 RBI, you know, a guy that pounds the ball, sure he strikes out, but, you know, who doesn't these days? And uh, he's one year away from being a free agent, much like Bellinger was. And the only difference, Matt, is that you're going to have to trade something really good for him, even though there's only one year left. And that the Mets and him uh, have not come to a meeting of the minds about a long-term deal. So Alonzo is that middle-of-the-order type hitter to go along with Bellinger. You're really, you know, we're stretching it in this conversation on October 2nd, hmm. thinking that they're going to get both of them. But that would be their plan going into the offseason. A slugger like Alonzo, uh, a great piece like Bellinger. There, I, I I laughed because when you say something like that, Cubs Twitter went crazy. Bruce Levine reports Cubs oh, yeah. in on it's in everywhere. On, uh, the New York, the New York Post picked up on it. You know, right? Yeah. But Cubs but doing listen- everything possible to lure the, the the polar bear away from New York. Yeah, if, if you listen to what Bruce was saying, it's what they would like to do, not what is likely to happen. Now, you know, one thing that was a skill sometimes, yeah, listening is a skill. <laughs> right. One, one thing that happened it, when you look at this is that when you talk about Cody Bellinger, he was coming up some awful, awful years in L.A., and, and basically, the Dodgers threw him in the trash. They said they non-tendered him, which is the same thing the Cubs did to uh, Kyle Schwarber. They just let him walk. It would have been nothing to keep him. And and so when that happens, the Cubs are able to kind of swoop in and get an absolute steal on Cody Bellinger um, for $12 million, okay? so and, and that was a lot of money for a guy that was struggling, so to speak. And so this is not the case with Alonzo. Alonzo is a one-year guy, but again, you're going to have to trade three or four. I mean, you're talking, I would say, probably at least they're going to ask for two top 10 prospects. If you're going to talk about at least two top ten prospects, yeah, that's a little more. that's a little rich for a rental, especially with the what's the other news that happened today about Alonzo? Yeah, you and I were so, texting. You and I were texting about this. Uh, so after that story by Bruce, and then you know it was again some cold water gets uh, you know dumped on everybody. Uh, John Heyman, another Odyssey insider and score guy, uh, he's at Pete Alonzo hires Boris Court to represent him as he heads into his free agent year. So if you were, Dustin, if, and that's why you do have a farm system, is you have a farm system so that ideally you can trade pieces to get what you need and all that stuff. That's the, the beauty of having a deep farm system. But if you're going to get rid of two or three top 15 guys, let's say, then what you want to do is you want to make sure that you can trade and sign an extension with Alonzo. Right. No. It's got to be, it's got to be part of it. It has to, it has to be part of it. You have to know that you're going to be able to keep him around, but I guess you also have to know that you want him. I just think when you do something like that, you better know that like, are they, are they, is he the, is he the missing link? It, 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 assuming that you can keep Bellinger, is, is that the missing link? Right. Are they better than the Braves if they have Pete Alonso and Cody Bellinger is kind of kind of the yardstick that I would. If you're going to get by. rid of two top 10 prospects. Right. That's right. What I mean. Right. Absolutely. And so that that's the thing is that when the Cubs did that before with Araldis Chapman and everyone freaked out, they gave up Glaber Torres and da, 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 da. That was the final piece of the puzzle. That's the last piece you needed. And so you're willing to say, hey, when, when you got that ring, even if you didn't get the ring, even if the Cubs lost at game seven. God, I hate even to shudder to think about it, but that was the right move. You went for the kill. Okay. 
going for the kill right now is, is seems a little premature. And and like I said, if you told me Pete Alonso for two top 10 picks, you know, I'd be nervous. But if you told me he's also signing a five-year X amount of dollar extension, okay, but not for a one-year rental. I'm not doing that. No way. No, not for not for a one-year rental. Nope. So Dustin, we 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 made some predictions last time around about the postseason wild card round. And it was a clean sweep in the wild card rounds. No do or die. So we're without baseball till Saturday. I don't know. I don't like, I don't like that we're not without baseball. I don't like that we're without baseball. But but you know what makes me happy? You know what really makes me happy? What makes you happy, Dustin? No more Craig Tober. Okay. Congratulations, <laughs> Milwaukee Brewers. You played two more games than the Cubs. Well, with Dustin, you're the greatest you and I went- manager who's ever managed a baseball team that's going to move to New York. Well, you and I went 500 on our picks. We both picked the Phillies to smash the Marlins, and that's exactly what happened. Zach Wheeler and the Phillies took game one, four to one. An upcoming free agent, Aaron Nola, didn't give up a run as Phillies took game two, seven to one. But the other wildcard matchup in the NL featured an upset as the number six seed Diamondbacks, like you were just clapping about, beat the number three seed, the Brewers, in two games. The D-backs had a bullpen game going in game one, and the Brewers had their ace, Corbin Burns, on the mound. But after falling behind 3-0, Arizona scored six unanswered runs to beat Milwaukee. And questions about moves Craig Council made where he really had, in a game that was pretty much over, Devin Williams throwing a lot of pitches in that ninth inning and basically burning him for game two. Um but it really didn't matter as the Brewers uh, again jumped out to an early 2-0 lead as Zach Gallon was taking on Freddie Peralta, but the Snakes scored one in the fifth and four in the sixth, and the Brewers were eliminated. And as you said, Craig Council may have seen his play, coached his last game for the Brew Crew. And Dustin, I wonder, and this is what I was wondering going into that last Milwaukee series, is I was shocked that he played as many regulars as he did because if you would have looked, if he would have let the Cubs win all three, and let's say the Cubs won that and they get into the playoffs, to me, Arizona is hot. And if you remember at the last episode, I chose the Brewers because I, I, I had to I had to like put up or shut up about my Craig Council talk. But I was kind of a little bit on the fence on it because I think right now the D-backs are one of the hottest teams in baseball. And and I think I think that it would have it would have been better for the Brewers to have to face the Cubs who were on fumes and would have had to, you know, they would have had to pitch Justin Steele and all this stuff, I think would have been an easy sweep for the Brewers if they would have faced the Cubs. So if yeah, I, was, I was surprised. I thought that they would have wanted them. They would have done everything they could to have kind of let them in. They couldn't have controlled it all, but they would have done whatever they could to let them in. Now I, I think they, you know, they ruined it for themselves. Right. And on the AL side, as we predicted, Dustin, the Rangers took out the Rays. Too many injuries for Tampa to overcome. Game one saw Jordan Montgomery pitch a gem as Texas shut out Tampa Bay for nothing. More of the same in game two as Nate Evaldi pitched well and the potent Rangers offense pounded Tampa seven to one to sweep the series. Dustin, we were wrong when we thought the Twins would lose to the Blue Jays. On yeah. Tuesday night, the Twins ended the longest playoff streak in professional sports. They snapped their 19-year, 18-game playoff losing streak by beating the Blue Jays 3-1 to thanks to a two-run homer from Royce Lewis and a brilliant defensive play by Carlos Correa to nail Bo Bichette at the plate. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, Correa, Correa doing something, and now, uh, now Correa gets to lead the Twins versus his uh, former club, the uh, Astros. 
Yeah, and, and you know, Dustin, when you when you look at it, it's something you look at because the Twins were able to advance from a strong pitching performance by Sonny Gray in the bullpen to win 2 nothing. And again, it, Correa made a really brilliant play on a pickoff move um, where, where they caught um, Vladito napping at second base, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. And so he's hot right now. Uh, Correa had a tough year, but all of a sudden in September, he's starting to heat up. And and, and now you got to look out. Like you said, there's a lot of good division series, a lot of good uh, storylines that we're going to kind of take a look at. And so this is the bracket right here. Arizona takes on the Dodgers. Phillies take on the Braves. The Astros take on the Twins. And Texas takes on the Baltimore Orioles. So on the NL side, Arizona has been hot and they've been, uh, they'll be taking on their NL West rivals. Like we talked about first time, the snakes are in the playoffs since 2017. Um, and then you have that Braves Phillies rematch of last year's exciting NLDS. But Dustin, this time around, Ronald Acuna is healthy. I think that's going to be one heck of a series to watch. Yeah, it will be. I, I, I think all these matchups will be interesting. I just, I don't like that we've got division rivals playing each other. I think they could have reseeded, right? Couldn't they have reseeded? Why, why did it have to go down exactly like this? Um, I, I, I like it. I mean, I mean, you know, imagine if it could have been like the Cubs versus Brewers or I was there when the Cubs, but I mean, the Braves, the Braves Cardinals. are the number, the Braves are the number one seed, right? right. So shouldn't right. they get, shouldn't they get the worst remaining seed? I guess that might be. I mean, the home games, at. they knew major league baseball knew that the, Dodgers and Braves were hosting. So it's not like right. they had to scurry around for hotel rooms for that. Right. Uh, you know, good question. Uh, we'll see what happens on the AL side, former Cubs bench coach uh, or firm, former Cubs coach, Brandon Hyde leads the young and upcoming Orioles first postseason since 2016. They take on the Texas Rangers. And then the other matchup, like you talked about Carlos Correa taking on his former team, the Astros. Um, we'll see if the Twinkies can do it twice in a row. I think, Dustin, we got to make some predictions here. All right. How do you want to start this one off? Let's go AL this time. Uh, Houston and the Twins. Who you got? Uh, unfortunately, I've got to go with the Astros. I'm with you. I think the Astros take this one. Uh, Texas and Orioles. Who you got? I'm pulling for Brandon Hyde and the Orioles. I think the Orioles are a great story, and I think the uh, young catcher for the Orioles has a chance to really uh, – be the kind of new face of baseball. I like, I want my heart says Orioles, but my brain's saying go with the Rangers. So I'm going, I'm going with an all Texas ALCS. Wow. Look at uh, that. Now here's where we get a little bit tough. This is really tough. Dustin. Let's go. Let's go on the top first here. The diamondbacks versus the Dodgers. Who you got? Um, I've got to go the Dodgers. I mean, if they're not going to do it now, when the heck are they going to do it? But to your point, right? To your point, I mean, the D-backs, the snakes, whatever we want to refer to them as, they are hot. So I hope if I, to be right, that, uh, they have tried the Dodgers to stay in good form and, um, it's a tough one, but I'm going to go Dodgers. I am going to go with the Diamondbacks. I just think that they are the team. There's always one that just kind of comes out of nowhere and surprises yeah. you. And I think it's I think it's Arizona's turn. Uh, I, I think you're right. I, I mean, I could easily go with that. I just I just feel like if the Dodgers aren't going to do it now, this is probably the end of Kershaw. You know, the end's got to be coming soon. Um, I think they're the team most likely to get Otani. To be honest with you, so it, again, it, it, if not now, when the heck are they going to do it? And then, then I think that I think the next series we're going to talk about is the best series in this round: the Phillies and the Braves. I think that's Phillies going to be the one the that's going to be the most fun to watch. Anyway, 
You know Atlanta's salty about last year getting knocked out after having yeah. 101 wins. You know Philly is confident in that in their in their lineup. Uh, I Dustin am going to stick with the Braves. They just I just don't think that there's another another team as strong as the Braves right now. Right. I think the couple days off though is going to help the Phillies tremendously as far as getting their pitching kind of set back in in order. I'm going to go Phillies. Just I'm going to pull for Kyle Schwarber. Um, I, I think they're a really good team. I'm going to go Phillies. I, I want to be against the Braves after what they did, after what they did to the Cubs. It's part of it, right? It, that's part of, again, I'm not saying I'm going to go to, you know, Circus Sports, Illinois and bet on the Phillies, but that's what I want to happen. Yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. And I think it's going to be some really, I think the, the winner is going to be the baseball fan. Cause this is a really good series that are setting up here.